السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إله الأولين والآخرين وأشهد أن نبينا محمد عبده ورسوله المصطفى الأمين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك لعبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Welcome to another episode of our tafsir page by page and inshallah ta'ala today we are on page 45 of the Quran which is the third juz surah al-Baqarah in the previous episode, we mentioned a number of verses that Allah Azza wa Jal speaks about the, uh, the the rewards and virtues of sadaqah, of charity. And Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned to us the manner in which the one who wants to give charity for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with sincerity should give that charity, the manner in which that charity should be given. And then how Allah Azza wa Jal warned us against certain traits and characteristics in giving charity that are to be avoided. So for example, following up your charity with reminding the one that you gave to of the favor that you've done over them. For example, giving charity but doing it with hurtful words or with hurtful actions that accompany the act of giving charity and so on. In the final verse that we covered in the previous episode, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then started to give us examples of the people who give charity and so that we can understand what type of what the charity uh, is equal to what that charity means in terms of reward or punishment or in terms of, of honor or dishonor because of the way that and the manner in which a person gives charity. So for example in the last verse and there are three such examples that Allah Azza will give. The first one we took in the last uh, episode in the last verse of the last episode and that is the one who spends for showing off. Spends not for Allah's sake but spends to show off and to get the praise of people. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that example of that person who does it in that way is like the earth that is placed upon a rock. It looks like it's fertile soil and it looks like that if you're going to plant, it's going to grow. But actually underneath it isn't soil, it is all rock. And that rock won't allow anything to grow. And so Allah Azza wa Jal says that those people will be exposed whether as we said in this life or in the next. So Allah Azza wa Jal gave the example of heavy rain falling upon that soil, that soil gets washed away and then you see the bare rock meaning you see the reality of that person beneath. And so that is the example that Allah Azza wa Jal gave in that verse 264. Today we begin with verse 265. And again, it is the example of another person in terms of the charity that they give. And this is the second of the three examples. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَمَثَلُ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمُ بَتِغَاءَ مَرْضَاتِ اللَّهِ وَتَثْبِيتًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ كَمَثَلِ جَنَّةٍ كَمَثَلِ جَنَّةٍ بِرَبْوَةٍ أَصَابَهَا وَابِلٌ فَآتَتْ أُكُلَهَا ضِعْفَيْنِ فَإِنْ لَمْ يُصِبَهَا فَإِنْ لَمْ يُصِبَهَا وَابِلٌ فَطَلْ وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ بَصِيرٌ but those who spend their wealth in order to gain Allah's approval for Allah's pleasure and as an affirmation of their own faith, they are like a garden upon a hill. Heavy rain falls and it produces double its normal yield. And even if no heavy rain falls, it will still be watered by the dew. Indeed, Allah Azza wa sees all that you do. 
This is the second of the three examples. The first example, as we said, is of the person who spends, not for the sake of Allah, but to show off for the praise of other people to garner their admiration. The second type of person is the one that Allah mentions in this verse 265. And that is the one who does spend for Allah's sake does so to seek Allah's pleasure, does so to benefit themselves in their own iman, as Allah says, to make themselves more steadfast. Because one of the greatest benefits of acts of worship is that increases you in your iman, brings you closer to Allah. Your worship is a means of protecting yourself and your iman. And that is why the sharia, all of it is based upon action after iman. You have iman and belief and you have action that firms up and strengthens that iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when the two combine, that is essentially the mu'min, that is essentially the believer. So this person spends in the way of Allah. They do it sincerely for Allah's sake. They do it to benefit themselves in terms of their own faith. And that is in this an amazing lesson. That ultimately what you do in terms of acts of worship such as charity, you do so for your own benefit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't take anything. Allah Azza doesn't benefit from the charity that you give, nor is he harmed if you refuse to give charity. And yes, the people that you give the charity to, or that you benefit, yes, they benefit. But the first and primary beneficiary, the first and primary person to take benefit is yourself. In terms of your reward, in terms of your iman, in terms of strengthening your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Allah Azzawajal is giving us this indication in this verse, You do so for yourself, to help yourself, to help your iman. Allah Azzawajal says, what is the example of these people? It is like the example of a garden that is upon a hill. A rabwa is a high place, it's elevated. So when the rain comes, it hits it first. When the sun comes, it gets the most exposure to it. And so it is upon a hill. Asabaha wabil. And a wabil is a heavy rain. Heavy rain descends upon it. So it produces double its normal yield, double its normal harvest. And that is because of the barakah that Allah Azza wa places therein. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the verse that we took in the previous episode, the example of the one who spends even one coin in the path of Allah is like the example of the grain that grows seven ears. Each ear contains another 100 grains. So 700 times Allah Azza wa is multiplying it for. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, giving the example of a harvest, so it's an example of the people who grow stuff in their fields and in their farms. They know that they normally get this amount. To have even more than that by 20%, 30% would be an amazing harvest. It would be amazing produce in terms of the amount that they would reap. And that is something which is considered to be an amazing yield. Now imagine if it doubled, double what they make. And it happened every single time that is from the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that water Allah azza wa jalla nourishes the sadaqah that you give for, the, for his sake. As the Prophet told us sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that when someone gives for the sake of Allah, Allah azza wa receives it in his right hand and he nurtures it. This is the way one of you would nurture a small animal as it grows, a baby animal as it grows, you feed it, you look after it, you nurture it, and then it grows up to be a big cow or a big camel or a big horse. It is something which you nurture and then you reap from its benefits. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nurtures charity for you in that way so that you will benefit from it on Yawmul Qiyamah. And so Allah azza wa nurtures that charity for your sake. And even if the heavy rain was not to fall upon it, it would still be fatal. It would still be a light mist, a light dew, meaning moisture would still reach that very, uh, that very 
field and it would still benefit from it and it would still grow in terms of the 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 produce and the harvest that it's giving and so sometimes when you give charity you may not necessarily see a major increase in your wealth in terms of barakah or in terms of the increase that you get in terms of certain things or sometimes people give with that mindset right they're like i'm giving because the prophet said your wealth will never decrease it only increases and so therefore when i give i expect to see this this is the way that people think so we make the act of charity like a business plan it's almost become like it's business. What do we get? What do we give? Income, outcome, and all of that stuff. Allah is saying that even if you don't receive the heavy rain, fatal, there is still so much blessing. And yes, sometimes Allah may withhold from you certain things, may test you with certain things, may delay the reward or the benefits that you will receive from certain things, but there will always be benefit from you. Fatal, you will always have a light mist and a light dew in terms of this example that Allah is given. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wallahu bima ta'maluna basir. And indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees all that which you do. He's aware of everything that you do. In the next verse 266, Allah will now give us the example of the third type of person who gives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ayawaddu ahadukum an takuna lahu jannatun min nakhilin wa a'nabin tajri. تجري من تحتها الأنهار له فيها من كل الثمرات وأصابه الكبر وأصابه الكبر وله ذرية ضعفاء فأصابها إعصار فيه نار فاحترقت كذلك يبين الله لكم الآيات لعلكم تتفكرون Would any one of you like to have a garden of palm trees and vines, Allah says, graced with flowing streams and all kinds of produce? which, when you are afflicted with old age and feeble offspring, is struck by a fiery whirlwind and burnt down. In this way, Allah makes His messages clear to you so that you may reflect upon them. The third type of person is the one that we mentioned previously in the previous episode, and that is the one who gives charity but follows it with harm. So the first person is the one who doesn't do it for Allah's sake. They do it simply for the dunya. The second type of person is the one who's sincerely doing it for Allah's sake in accordance to the way that is pleasing to Allah They seek Allah's pleasure, which means that they do it in accordance to Allah's pleasure so they don't have it, have it mixed with anything which is displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third type of person in this verse 266 is the one who gives and they do it sincerely, but the manner in which they give is somewhat deficient. Yes, they have sincerity, they don't want people's praise, they don't want to show off necessarily, but they do want something in return. They are mixing it with some bad. And that bad, as we said, is to hold favors upon other people, or for example, it is to accompany that act of charity with harmful words and harmful actions. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, the example of this person is like the one who has a field, has a farm of date palm trees, of vine, vines meaning that it goes grapes and so on, and he has water, he has water that comes from it in terms of the rivers that are flowing, streams for his produce and so on. And he has lahu fiha min kulli thamarat. And he has within it all sorts of good that he could expect in terms of fruit, in terms of produce. However, that person then asabahu al-kibar. He becomes old and feeble, no longer able to tend to his field. Walahu dhurriyatun du'afa. And his offspring is feeble as well. For whatever reason, Either they're weak physically, they're too young, they're unable to help. They, so he's not able to do it himself, nor does he have people who can come to his aid. So he has this amazing field, 
He has the water. He has the produce. He has the beautiful fruits. He has the day palm trees. He has the grapes. He has everything there at his fingertips, but he can't benefit from it. Why? Because he's unable to physically and there are no one there is no one around to help him and aid him that he can just deputize and say you go and do it and i will reap the rewards from you this is like the example of the person who does what who spends yes they're doing good it's like the field they have it all there they have the the produce and the water everything's there they've given in the path of allah but because of the evil that's accompanied it the harm that's accompanied it the holding of favors over others the reminders and so on the constant reminders upon uh, to others because of these issues they're feeble. They can't benefit from that field. It's there at their fingertips, but they can't take from it because there is these barriers that they have placed before them that is now preventing them from accessing the reward. So Allah says, But then it is struck by a fiery whirlwind and it is burnt down. Meaning that if this person doesn't stop, they don't turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they don't go back and change their ways, then perhaps it will be rendered null and void. Because sometimes you do an action for the sake of Allah, but because of the evil that is also accompanying it, it can render the actual action null and void. Maybe those people who you give that charity to, but then because of the favors that you constantly demand or the reminders that you constantly give or the harmful, hurtful actions and words that accompany that charity, it caused them problems, it caused them heartache, it caused them grief, it caused them pain, caused them so many other issues. And because of those other issues, every time they feel like they've been oppressed or wronged, maybe sometimes a person even reaches the extent that they feel that they wish that they never took your charity in the first place. Imagine someone's in need, needs that money, needs that help, and you've given it to them. And then they think, you know what? I was better off without his money. I was better off before they gave me anything. Because now what I have to suffer is too much. I would rather continue to have been poor than now have to constantly be in the debt of this individual. And so Allah Azza wa is saying that this person may essentially then be like that field that has fire encompass it and therefore it is destroyed and therefore it is of no benefit. Thus does Allah Azza wa make his messages and signs clear to you that you may reflect upon them. One of the most beautiful aspects of the book of Allah Azza wa is these amthal and parables and examples that Allah Azza wa places therein. Examples that if you were to reflect and think about them, it makes the example so clear. It makes the example something that we can relate to, that we can understand and comprehend. And if that is, and this is not only in terms of charity, but in terms of every good deed that you do. There are those people who do it for the sake of Allah Azza wa and so they therefore they reap the maximum benefits and rewards. There are those people who do it for the sake of other than Allah Azza wa and they will be exposed either in this life or the next. And then there are those people who mix and merge between good and some evil. They do some good and they do some evil. They have some benefit and some reward because that man, he owns the garden. It's his possession and there's still water and other stuff that he can take from. But at the same time, he can't take maximum benefit. And if that evil overcomes the good, if it becomes strong and overpowers the good, then that also may be rendered null and void. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us and our deeds and our actions. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then in verse 267, he says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْفِقُوا مِنْ طَيِّبَاتِ مَا كَسَبَتُمْ وَمِمَّا أَخْرَجْنَا لَكُمْ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ وَلَا تَيَمَّمُوا الْخَبِيثَ مِنْهُ تُنْفِقُونَ وَلَسْتُمْ بِآخِذِيهِ إِلَّا أَنْ تُغْمِضُوا فِيهِ وَعَلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ O oh, you who believe, give charitably from the good things that you have acquired. 
and from that which we have produced for you from the earth. Do not give away the bad things that you yourself would only accept with your eyes closed. Remember that Allah is self-sufficient, worthy of all praise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse then he gives after giving us those parables, those examples, Allah gives us the command again to spend. And this is a command that you will see repeated many a time in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the command to give charity, the command to spend, spend in the way of Allah azza wa jal. And that is because of its importance. Sadaqah is one of the most beloved acts and deeds to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The obligatory type which is the zakah, which every person must give if they fulfill those conditions of zakah. It is something which they must give for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the right that Allah has placed upon our wealth for the poor and the needy. And there is a voluntary optional type of charity that we call sadaqah, which concludes and encompasses so many different types and things and actions and words that we can perform. And that is also something which will help a person in terms of their good deeds, their reward, uh, purifying their soul, increasing their faith and safeguarding their good deeds by Allah's permission. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, give from that which we provided to you. Min ma from the good that you have earned with your own hands. And that which Allah has provided to you from as well. Some people are fortunate naturally that they live upon good land or that they were born in wealthy families or that they have a good upbringing. They're very comfortable financially. Allah provided for you. And some of that, yes, you work hard for and you earn and you spend time and effort in order to earn. Allah says, give from both types of wealth. However, it comes to you, as long as it is halal, then give it in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And do not give the worst of your wealth. Because this is also something which you see from people. Sometimes people will give, but it's only because, oh, it's going to break soon anyway. Or it's so old, or it's not really not really up to standard anymore, not really usable anymore, not in a good condition anymore. And so people will give, for example, clothing and charity that's ripped. Not really of any benefit for anyone. Or stuff that is so tatty and old and so misused now that it doesn't really have much of a life left in it anyway. And so they will give that. It's as if they give the worst of what they have. Or... As Allah mentions in another example in the Quran, that you take the best of it for yourself, and then what's left over, the leftovers, the remnants, you say, oh, this I will give in charity, as if you are doing something good. So the Prophet would say to his companions who would go and collect zakah, for example, from people who have camels and, and goats and sheep and so on, they have to give some of that wealth in zakah. But he would say to them, don't accept the camel or the cow or the sheep or the goat that's injured. Don't accept the one that's deficient or sick or is old and frail and can't really do anything. No, because that, those animals will eventually go to the poor that they can benefit from. Those animals are given to the poor and the needy as zakah. So what good is an old animal that can't do anything to the one who's poor? What good is an animal that's sick or that is injured or disabled and can't really do anything? What good is it to the poor? And so the Prophet would tell them to stay away from that type of wealth. And at the same time, he would also say, stay away from the best type of wealth and the most precious of someone's wealth. Unless they willingly want to give that in the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal, that is up to them and that is pleasing to Allah Azza wa Jal and it is most rewarding. But otherwise, stay away. Beware of the best of people's wealth. So you don't go and take their best wealth. You don't go and take their most precious wealth. You don't go and take the best of their camels and the best of their, of their produce and the best. No, that's not the way zakah works. You take from the middle to normal. Amount. You don't take the worst, you don't take the best, you take from the middle. That is the way that the Sharia has justice. So Allah is saying that's zakah because that's obligatory. But when it comes to sadaqah, that's the onus is upon you. 
No one comes and collects your sadaqah from you because it's not like zakah. It's not like something which is an obligation. That's voluntary. So the onus and burden is upon you to be diligent in the way that you give that sadaqah and to ensure that it is something which is good. And Allah Azza wa knows what a person does and the intention that they have when they do it. Allah Azza wa says, وَلَا تَيَمَّمُ الْخَبِيثِ Do not give away the bad things. Don't wash your hands off of the bad things that you don't want. تُنْفِقُونَ That you give. وَلَسْتُمْ بِآخِذِينَ That you yourselves would never be happy receiving. And that is the question. As the Prophet ﷺ told us, that the believer is the one who loves for his brother what he loves for himself. If someone came and gave to you that type of thing, that type of wealth, that type of possession, would you be happy to receive it? Or would you think, oh, why have they dumped me with this? Why have they given me stuff that actually should go to the bin as opposed to come to me? What on earth is this going to do to me? And how is it going to help me? So if that's what you would think, then why would you give that to someone else? And so Allah is saying that you yourselves wouldn't accept that unless your eyes were closed, meaning that you had no idea what's going to happen. You don't have a choice. Because when you go and you give that charity to someone, or that person receives it, they don't really know what they're getting. But once they open it up, or they look and they, and they, and they examine, then they realize, oh, actually, he gave me something which isn't worth, any, or it's not of any use to me. Allah is saying that if someone wants to close your eyes and they were to give you something and you take it, you take it because you don't know what it is. But as soon as you open and you realize, you open your eyes and realize, then you would wish that you never received it. Don't be from amongst those people. Just as you don't like to receive those types of items and things, don't be from amongst those people who give them to others. And know that Allah is ghani. Allah is self-sufficient, rich, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Doesn't need your charity. Doesn't need that, that type of charity. Doesn't need that type of giving. Hamid, worthy of all praise, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next verse 268 tells us the reason why people do certain actions like this. That they hold favor over others, or they give the worst of their wealth, or they do these types of things that they may do when it comes to giving and giving charity for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. He tells us that the reason is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse 268, وَاللَّهُ يَعِدُكُمْ مَغْفِرَةً مِّنْهُ وَفَضْلًا وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ Shaytan threatens you with the prospect of poverty and commands you to do evil deeds. Indeed, Allah promises you His forgiveness and His abundance. Indeed, Allah is limitless and all-knowing. And that's the reason why. People don't give in the path of Allah or people are wary of spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they fear poverty. Or they give the worst of what they have because they fear poverty. And that is what shaitan promises. He promises poverty. Even if you were to hoard everything and to keep everything and to make it like a treasure that no one can access, you would still feel poor. And shaitan would still make you feel a level of poverty. And that is why this is the promise of shaitan. Allah Azza says, shaitan threatens you. Ya'idukum in Arabic means promises you. His promise is one of poverty if you give in the path of Allah Azza So shaitan comes every time you want to give charity to your local masjid, to a good cause, to the poor and the needy, to your brothers and sisters that are suffering, to things and, and services in your community that all of the community can access. Those things that you want to give and spend in, shaitan comes and says, yep, you may need that. You have a family, you have dependents, you have children, you have needs. You may give this today, but what about if you need it next week? You may give that 100 pounds today, but maybe in two weeks you'll need it. You don't know what's going to happen next month. You're trying to save for something. You're trying to buy something. So save it. And then afterwards you can give. 
whatever you have once you've bought that, then you can give. Once you've got this out of the way, then go and give. And we all know the reality of that discussion that takes place in our internal self. And that is that once we buy that, there's always something else. Once we've saved up for one thing, there's something else to save up for. Once we've bought this for our children, they need something else. It is a never-ending cycle. And so Allah Azza wa Jal says, rather you should look at the promise of Allah Azza wa Jal. What does Allah promise? مَغْفِرَةً مِنْ هُوَ فَضْلًا Allah will give you His forgiveness. Shaytan gives you what? The promise of poverty. Allah gives you what? The promise of His forgiveness. Which of the two is a greater promise? And shaitan commands you to do evil, and Allah Azza wa Jal says that you will have abundance. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will bless you in your wealth, and He will give you an increase, and He will bless you in terms of the reward that you will receive. Some of the Salaf, they used to say in the tafsir of this verse, that isn't it amazing that shaitan makes a promise in this verse and Allah makes a promise. How often we believe shaitan over Allah. We're more inclined and likely to believe the promise of shaitan, which is the promise of poverty, and so therefore not spend and not give in the path of Allah. And we're more likely to dismiss the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is that Allah Azza wa Jal will give us an abundance and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give to us even more in return. Isn't this amazing in the way that we treat those two things? And so that is something which should make us ponder and reflect over our iman and our trust in Allah Azza wa Jalla and our certainty in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in His promises. And it's amazing to see when you hear about these charity projects when someone says that they're raising money for something and then within a short space of time they've raised tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of pounds because people are willing to give. Now those are the people that are ignoring this promise of shaitan and they're believing in the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the final verse on this page 269, Allah And he gives wisdom to whomsoever he wills, for indeed whoever is given wisdom has truly been given much good. But only those who have insight and have understanding will bear this in mind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says after mentioning all of these issues concerning charity and giving and the manner of giving, that this is something which Allah Azza wa Jal favors people with this type of understanding, understanding the promise of shaitan versus the promise of Allah, understanding the parables that Allah Azza wa Jal has set forth in this passage, in this surah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this is from wisdom. And wisdom in the sharia is to place everything in its proper place. There's a time to give and there's a time not to give. There's people that you may give to and there's other people that you won't give to because you know that it's going to be detrimental and harmful to them. The hikmah, the wisdom that Allah Azza wa Jal is referring to is to know what to do at the right time in the right way. Allah Azza wa Jal says that that type of knowledge, wisdom, Allah gives it to whomsoever He wills. It is from His favors and from His blessings that not everyone receives. But whoever does receive it, they have been given a great deal of good. And that not, that wisdom is attained, or it is uh, it is it is it is it is taken by increasing the knowledge of the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Because understanding the principles of the Sharia, the objectives of the Sharia, the example that Allah the examples that Allah gives in the Quran, the practice of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it increases you in reward and it increases you in wisdom. And that is why Allah says that this is a reminder that only the people of understanding will benefit from. 
and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes us from amongst those people and today inshallah and that is where we conclude our episode today barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh bismillahirrahmanirrahim